Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date on professional basketball. Now here are your hosts, Aiden Butler and Shomer Ben Yisrael. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the And One Podcast. I'm your host, Shomer L. Ben Yisrael. I am also with my other host, Aiden Butler, and today's guest, Connor Brown. Man, how you doing, Connor? I'm doing good, Shomer. Aiden, thank you guys for having me on today. And uh, ready to talk some uh, NBA. Yeah, it's long overdue. Um, first episode of the semester. Hopefully, we'll be going on into this next semester as well. But long overdue, I needed to talk to the, about the NBA with some people. We're finally being able to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy for this opportunity. And... Um, Hey, man, without further ado, let's just get into it. So our first segment, right, we're going to talk about, first of all, what are your expectations for the season? That's number one. It's a good question. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you expecting? Like, what do you see? Give me, like, your... I want it to be a memorable NBA season. Okay. Uh, for example, right now, the NFL season, besides, you know, 6-0 Eagles and a few other things, it's not who memorable but for this season especially in the nba uh you've got too many good teams uh, as long as everybody stays healthy you've got too many good teams for it not to be memorable um you know you've got the lebron lakers which we'll talk about which um, i was watching them last night they're kind of memorable but they're just not good but we'll get into more of that but i just want this season to be a little bit more memorable especially when we get into the end of april you yeah, know i totally agree with you about like there being a lot of good teams this year especially in the east if you're looking at kind of that six to play, well, the six is the plan, but kind of the bottom tier of those playoff standings, there's a lot of young talent there that could potentially make some noise this season. I mean, even the Magic, you know, we, we saw Panchero mm, yeah. have an amazing debut for the, for the Magic. Our Nick Schomer, ho- hopefully yeah, we, get, uh, we get some luck on our side. Hopefully Julius Randle shows up. Ju, Ju, oh, we're going to get into him later. We're going to yeah. save him later. And and I mean the Cavs, they added Donovan Mitchell this this off season. Right. So I, I just think there's a lot of just great talent in the East, and it, it's about time because ever since I I've started watching basketball, it's been West this, West that. I really think the East is up at this point. Oh man. Well, honestly, like I'm just really excited about the young talent. Like you hit a great point, Connor, about how like the young talent that I got that's at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But what about the Western Conference? You got so many. You got the Rockets. You have the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, what's another young team? It relatively the the Blazers are a young team. They just got some vets, but they got some young talent. They got Shaden Sharp. They got Nasir Little. He's a bit of a four year vet, but they still got young talent. Even out east, they got Jaden Ivy out there in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And you have uh they have young talent in Miami with Tyler Hero. And when you start to see them come into their own, it's like, okay, yeah, the NBA is gonna get exciting again. No, I, I I totally agree with that point. And I mean, another another point that I, I kind of want to see this season is Zion take over. Oh, man. I think the world's been seeing, waiting I, for that. It, it yeah. might be happening. I'm, I'm, this might be the season four, as long as, you know, everybody says this, but as long as he can stay healthy, the way that team's looking as well, me personally, we'll get in this later, but should be a top six team in the West uh, roster-wise as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, because I feel like we got that little taste of Zion, and then, like, we had to not – Watched him last year was just tough because you're sitting there hearing all this these rumors about him apparently not being happy about his situation. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how New Orleans kind of gels together right. this season. Right. With that, uh, our first specific headline we're going to run through, uh, do the Clippers run L.A.? Skip and Shannon, uh, this was their main topic this morning on um, Undisputed. But last night, the Clippers opened the season, for them at least, in the staple, in the, excuse me, not the staple Center. I'm still getting used to that. Crypt, the Crypt, yeah, there uh, we go. Crypto, yeah, Crypto.com Arena. Uh, <laughs> .com Arena. They beat the Lakers 103-97. to LeBron, 20 points for him, 10 rebounds. Um, first of all, I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this. Lonnie Walker, 26 points, 9 for 21 from the field. First of all. What in the world is Lonnie Walker doing taking 21 shots from the field? That that should not be happening at all, especially on a Lakers roster that knows where they need to get their points from. Lonnie Walker took more shots than LeBron and AD combined. Look, this, that's that's I, I, not going to work. I mean, but Lonnie, he was getting that work down in San Antonio. It's not like he wasn't getting those shots down there, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you signed to the Lakers to – do better, not just be a sole role player. You got to contribute something. I do agree. That is a lot of shots for Lonnie Walker, but who else is going to take him? 
I mean, that's a great point. point. So you, if you look at Russell Westbrook, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even mean to call him Westbrook right there. That, that was a total subconscious thing. And honestly, people have been hating too much on Russ lately. I kind of feel bad for that him. Is, that yes. is true. But, I mean, he went 0 for 11 last night. And I just I, – I, I can't get back on board with, like, you know, the Westbrook bandwagon. Just I, I feel like he hasn't developed, you know, at all. Since, yeah. since he kind of got to that MVP, um, you know, peak – he hasn't found a way to gel into some of the teams he's played with and, and play some winning basketball. It just seems to me the only time he can really flourish is when it's the rush show. That is uh, true. He'll, we have to accept as fans of the NBA too, like Russell from 2016-17. Like, players get older, they start to decline. This is what's happening with Russell right here. Now he's still as fast as he ever was. He's still, for the most part, making solid decisions. But last night, uh, it was kind of just... It'll never happen again. He'll never go over what he did last night, over eleven from the field, two points. He uh, did that last year, by the way. Oh well, I stand corrected. Huh? Um, he may do it again. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate, but I'm just saying, like, it's just like you know, it was out there because like that's where the orig- the hate originated from. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I hate that for him. Trust me, I really hate that for us. But my thing on him is just I feel like he's just mentally drained at this point. You mm-hmm. know, and Charles made a good point talking about. I mean, it wasn't the greatest point talking about training him, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like. Do it for the men's mental, yeah. you know? Like, it, it, you can just tell, like, physically, like mentally, he's just not there. That Everything with the Lakers just drained the life out of him. You and saw I, the video. Um, uh, It was their last preseason game. Everybody in the Laker, was in the Lakers huddle except for Russell. He was the one on the bench taking off his shirt and still. He was there. I don't know. It was pretty big when I saw it, but he was just so separated from the team. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, I, I, I think I, Pat Bev kind of talked about that on his new podcast. That's my boy, Pat Bev. Yeah, with, with uh, I think it's with Barstool. And he kind of played down the whole situation with, with kind of that stuff. And I, I tend to agree with him on that because we kind of get these these snapshots. And, you know, the optics of it don't look great because you want to see a guy every time getting into the huddle or getting ready with their teammates. To me, though, I, I it's it's more just going off of Shomer's point. I just think he's mentally drained at this point. And I, I think the only resolution to that is unfortunately a trade from the Lakers because you know you, you saw it with Ben Simmons last year I mean there's there a lot of other reasons why Ben Simmons you know wasn't playing or why the fans didn't like him but that dude wouldn't have been able to step foot onto uh, the Sixers court again at wearing a Sixers uniform just oh, yeah. because of everything that had happened you know yeah. and there has been so much just like negative news since Russ joined the Lakers that to me, a fresh start's the only thing that can maybe fix this. I think the only positive news that we probably heard about Russ is when he actually, when the news first broke out. That's probably the only positive thing we probably can say about him being on the Lakers as of right now, media-wise. Mm-hmm. People that watch the game, they're going to always go based off the eye test and be like, yeah, they'll see. Because obviously now there comes to a realization like, yeah, we can't hark on this man so much. You clearly see it's draining him. Yeah. But hey, that's... That's just how it is. But do the Clippers run L.A.? Yes. I believe that. They're going to, like, come on. They were the favorites to come into the season. Like, I I, I mean, what do you think? Uh, yeah, they definitely run L.A. Um, considering they're, they, honestly, they run California for the most. Uh, no, can't say that. Cause run California. Right, that's what I was about 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 I was only thinking Sacramento at first. But, um, yeah, they definitely, they rolling over them. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> do run L.A., though. Um, the way the Lakers were looking last night, man. Like I thought their roster got better, but it on paper it kind of is just the same almost as last year. You add uh Juan Toscano Anderson, Warriors let him go for a reason. Um but Wait, what do you mean they let him go for a reason? Like he's not he's not gonna come out and give you fifteen to twenty every night. He'll, you, he'll do he'll do his job on defense. But, but you didn't expect him to do that before, so why would you expect him to do that the next season? Because they need somebody to do that, and nobody's stepping up to the plate right now. Actually, so who Lonnie, the Warriors Walker, Lonnie Walker stepping up to the plate? I'm not gonna lie. But oh, you talking about from the Lakers standpoint? Oh yeah, for the Lakers. Okay, I thought you meant for the Warriors standpoint. I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, right? I, I think the war from the Warriors standpoint, they didn't sign him or a guy like Gary Payton because they needed to use that money to get Poole and Wiggins under those those extensions that they just yeah, signed. But is that so. really like? Do you think their depth? Really, oh, yeah, no, I, no, because <laughs> like, no, I mean, you, you honestly bring a, a great point because you, you don't want to get rid of bench depth. I mean, you, you look at the Lakers; that's probably their biggest issue right now. I mean, with the starting five, they could get away with with some games because you yeah. still have LeBron, right. AD in there. Right. Pat Bev is going to have his games here and there on the defensive end. Right. Lonnie Walker is no scrub, but the Warriors do just such a good job of developing players like 
Descano and Peyton. So I'm not worried about them developing even more talent. Uh, can we agree the Warriors uh, are the most in-depth team in the NBA? Can we agree to that? Moses Moody over there, uh, Kuminga. They're so deep. The Wiseman. I don't even know if Wiseman in-depth starts. In-depth team? Uh, yeah, roster-wise. I still might have to go with the Clippers. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's, that's I'm say the Clippers that's got a reasonable. pretty deep roster. They got good young talent. I can even throw another team in there. I could throw Miami. I could throw Milwaukee in. Mm. People don't talk about Milwaukee's young core, though. Yeah, Milwaukee's young core beat the Sixers last night. Yeah, <laughs> so. people don't talk about Milwaukee's young core. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, I mean, just back to the question of do the Clippers run L.A.? I think at this point it's just an obvious yes. I mean, they, Kawhi's not obviously going to come off the bench all season at some point he's going to crack into that starting lineup once he kind of gets his wear and tear back but yeah la just runs through the clippers right now and if you're a lakers fan i you, you got to be frustrated because this doesn't happen many times i mean other than you know that that stretch during the 2000s where the lakers were down but still like the, I, I felt like the national attention was still on the lakers even when they were down this is the first time where i'm kind of feeling like the clippers are really getting that national attention that they deserve it's a good point. Um, it's definitely, once again, definitely is uh, a Clippers town. But moving on with that one, uh, last night there were two NBA games. That Clippers and the Lakers was one game. That was a late game, 10 o'clock on ESPN. Um, and the first game, well, that was the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, Sixers home game, first home game of the season. They could not get the dub. Um, you know, being a Philadelphia fan, um, I don't know if this is just a, I don't know if this is just a thing, but like, Sixers home games, you know, you usually bet on the Sixers to win them. They usually, when it comes to Sixers at home, they rarely, well, in the past year, they've lost a lot more at home than they have in the years before that. But there was a year uh, they didn't lose a home game at home. Um, I think that was 2019, I believe, when uh, Jimmy was there with the roster. But last night, they fall 90-88. to Uh, James Harden, another 30-plus points, 31 for him, 13 for 24 from the field. Nice. Giannis had 21, and then Joel Embiid. Um, not his greatest day. Um, 15 points for him, 6 for 21 from the field. He was on the ground a lot. Um, before we come back to me, uh, Connor, I'll go to you. Is it quite time for the Sixers to start worrying a little bit, or we still have a lot more time left? I mean, I would love to say yes just to get a <laughs> rise out of you because it's impossible to do, but no. Because, I mean, we're, we're still two games in, and it, we're, it's a it's a young season. If you look back to at, at starts of season – Games like this are always going to happen where, I mean, starts like this are going to happen where a really good team that's a playoff team by the end of the season gets off to like an 0-2, 0-3 start. I would not be worried at all about the Sixers. I, I do think there's a little bit of a depth issue if some guys get hurt coming off the bench, like Daniel House and uh, Melton. If those two guys go down, then you guys are going to be kind of stretched thin having to play, you know, Cork Maz. Oh, man. Uh, you know, Springer still hasn't really, like, proven himself too much. I mean, you, you might get some minutes out of Paul Reed here what's and there off Cork the bench. Mods? I'm sorry to cut you off, but what's wrong with Korkmaz? So, I don't know if you know, um, the Sixers, they waved a few guys a few weeks ago. One of those guys was Isaiah Joe. For me, I've been watching <gasps> Isaiah Joe for about two years now. And oh, from my know. eye test, oh. even though Korkmaz has been on this team from 2016, he's grown. I've seen him grow so much, but... Some of the decisions that he makes on the court just yes, I don't align with me when I see them happen. And it's he's gotten better with it over the years. But me personally, if I had to choose between Korkmaz and Isaiah Joe, yeah, Korkmaz has been here longer. But I would have liked to see Isaiah Joe on the roster instead of Korkmaz. That's my little issue with him. Now, there is occasions, you know, Korkmaz out of nowhere will just happen to hit six out of seven threes in a game. And then the next day he'll go one for 12. I, I don't know how it works. But he's a little inconsistent, and then sometimes on the court, he's not as smart with the ball, let's just say. That's my little quirks with him. I, I, I give you with the with the passing of the ball and making poor decisions. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But he's a, he's a great player, though. Come on, man. The guy the guy just – look how long look, – look at the contributions he's done for you up I'm to this gonna, point. He is – You know what I'm saying? You know, he's a core models. process member. Thank not going to lie. Thank you. Yes. See, the, acknowledge that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> acknowledge it. Um, otherwise, Harden played 40 minutes. Um, so I think we can agree he is fully healthy now. Otherwise, he would not have been playing 40 minutes. Hamstring is clean, 31 points for him again. Um, this is another thing I was, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little, I'm not fully worried, but I'm like in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, we're 0-2. 
Um, we dropped to the Celtics. We dropped to the Bucks, who weren't even really healthy. Um, but P.J. Tucker was one of those signings in the offseason. It was just kind of like, really? You know, that's, that's good. What you mean, I, really? I know, no I know it. Well, like, I don't know. I have issues with PJ Tucker. I you sound just, like an ungrateful 76ers fan. I might be. Only I might be games, only man. because of how well the rest of Philadelphia is doing. Listen, but, look, I understand you guys are on a train right now. Mm-hmm. I tweeted yeah. it out the other day. I'm like, man, the union's doing good. The Phillies are almost in the World Series. The Sixers are about to start playing. The Eagles are, what, 7-0 now? 6-0. and 6-0, yeah. almost about to be 7 in, what, another two weeks? Yeah, they have a bye this week, and then they're coming back. I get it. I get it. I don't know. But look, you can't be spoiled forever, okay? You can't yeah. be spoiled forever. Give it some time. I like the Sixers. I like Joel Embiid. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, and I know how you Philly fans get. If y'all run that man out of town, y'all better be. It's all y'all fault. It is all y'all fault. I'm just letting you know that, that right happened, now. Because if that happens, it will No, I, I know it will happen because if he has a bad season, let's say he not have a bad season. The team has a bad season. Yeah. Who they going to blame? Oh, uh, Before they go to Embiid, they will probably blame Doc Rivers. Before. Does everybody blame Doc? I yo, get they, it. But, I don't like, know if you know, it, but, but Philly fans, they cannot stand that. Me, per, me like personally, me personally, uh, I don't get right. it. Like, I what you try because you want to bring a Celtic system to to Philadelphia? Is that that's the problem? I so my thing with the Sixers is that the only thing I'd be worried about is is some of that stagnant ISO ball that we we've been seeing at the end of games, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of get that with Harden sometimes. So the last play of the game happened exactly, and. So that that's my biggest worry with the Sixers, and my, my only worry because they're lost there's, by two. Exactly, like, and it's this early into the season, they have probably the start best starting five in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look across the whole league, I mean, maybe if if the Clippers get that, you know, old John Wall, the Clippers are going to be in contention for having the best starting five. But when you're throwing out Maxi, Harden, Embiid, Tobias Harris. P.J. Tucker, who I, I don't think fans are really going to appreciate until playoff time, and I think that's all right because he's not really a regular season player. That's true. I think he more stands out in the in the playoffs when you kind of have those those bigger, more uh, intense defensive matchups. So the thing that would only worry me as a Sixers fan mm-hmm. is Doc Rivers and having a stagnant ISO offense. That's true. Maybe I'm getting a little bit overblown, but yeah. the fact that the Bucks weren't, no Middleton yesterday. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate you have high standards, man. I, you yeah. know, and they're contenders. Like we I get do. it, we get it. We're well, all kings in this I, I room. We're not selling for less. Seed. You I know, expect them to be the first seed, but I don't know if I'm feeling that. But way. Connor, I'm gonna tell you this, right? If I was a Sixers fan, and we play the Spurs tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah. and we lose, then <laughs> I will go into panic mode. Okay, that's that's panic mode right there. That's another young team I forgot to mention. They got the Spurs. They're they're trying to tank to get you know that big. That big dude that's gonna be mm-hmm. coming to seven Victor. Mr. Seven Footer. Yeah, Victor Winbayama. Is that how you pronounce how you say it? That? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That was good. I think that's that right. Really, I think that's right. Like, what was that? I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna try. Like, Winbayama. <laughs> Winbayama. I'm just going by Victor at this point. Victor. Hopefully you guys know who I'm talking about. Right, so just call him V. Yeah, call him Big V. <laughs> big V is gonna be coming into the NBA soon. But hey man, if you guys lose to the Sixers, I mean not the Sixers, the uh the Spurs, panic mode is that's when you can go into panic mode, yeah. okay? But That's understandable. come on, they're contenders. Like both of these teams are contenders. You'll be fine. All right. With that, that'll wrap up our first segment. Our next segment, we'll go into some of the Wednesday games. Take a look at the Knicks in Memphis, uh, the Suns and Mavs game. I was watching the end of that one. That was a great game as well. And then kind of surprising Utah and um, the Nuggets. They battled and Utah put a number on them. We'll touch on them in a little bit. Welcome back to the And One Podcast. Aiden Butler and Shomer here as well. Connor Brown joins us today. And moving on to our next segment, uh, Wednesday was the official NBA opener. You, you, we had those two games on Tuesday, uh, but Wednesday, everybody else played, besides the Clippers, everybody else played on Wednesday. And uh, the first game we're going to touch on, the Knicks in Memphis, that game was in Memphis. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Anthony Chapa was, <laughs> was walking the uh, team out at uh, the introduction in the beginning of the game, but... The Knicks ended up falling in overtime. It was actually a pretty good game. But uh, big boy Julius Randle, he puts up 24 points, 11 boards, 6 assists. Uh, Shomer. I love to see it. I, am I getting a little too ahead of myself? Or I love to see it. Is the old Julius from, what, two years ago back? Or am I doing a little too I, much? Well, you got to understand, like, me and Julius, we had this love-hate relationship from the beginning. Because he had, like, he just brings you in. And then once you bring, he brings you in, it's just then he lets you down. And then he just brings you back in again. 
but then he really lets you down. Yeah. So right now, I'm just like, I'm happy for him, and I'm not trying to go with the trend that I usually been going with Julius because I've been on Julius for the longest. I'm like, hey man, you said you wanted to be here, so I'm gonna hold you accountable accountable for that. You said you want to be here, so play like you want to be here. And last night, I, when he played the uh, the, the Grizzlies, he played like he wanted to be there. I'm saying that's all. I'm, I'm gonna give Julius some positive praise. But Connor, I, I know you got something. You're itching to say something. I know. I'm, let me hear. No, you. no, 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 no. Because I, I, I mostly was just agreeing with what you said right there about the. You know, he brings you in, brings you out. You know, comeback player of the year, Julius Randle. I don't think we're personally ever going to see again. Mm-hmm. I, I do think we got flashes on Wednesday. It, it was nice to see him put up. You know, twenty four, eleven, and in, in uh, six, and and almost get the the W for the Knicks. But to me, it's it it's just so conflicting how to feel because I want to see some more of our young guys really get some minutes that being Obi Toppin even Jericho Sims I, I want to see Jericho Sims a I lot love more Jer- on you know, the it, and, and the crazy part about it they're never not let me not say never but they're not going to get as much from Tom Tom's not going to give them the minutes because you know why guess who's in front of him Julius and Mitch mm-hmm. no I know and so it, it's like how how are they ever going to develop if they're going to have we're paying Julius big bucks and then eventually Mitch is going to, well, we just re-signed Mitch to give him an extension. First, like, Nick yeah. and, like, I forgot, like, what, since 2001, 2003? It might have been even later. It might have been, like, the late 90s or something. Bro, that was crazy. The first one to actually get an extension that was drafted to the team. Yeah. No, I know. And, and, and I mean, this is why I just don't know what to think with the team. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm very conflicted right now. Um, we're only one game in. Um I did not like the showing from R.J. Barrett, of course. I mean, he went 3 of 18 from the field, only had 11 points. He, he's not going to do that every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one, the one bright spot for me that really makes makes me feel good as a Knicks fan was seeing Cam Reddish yeah. you know, really, really ball Tom minutes. don't like him. I don't know what it is, but he needs to just... He got 28 minutes, so Bro. if somebody was saying something, you know, put him no, in the game. Yeah. I feel like it was... I, somebody was... Impl- oh, Quentin Grimes. That's the reason why he got those minutes. Okay, Because of Quentin be. Grimes. I saw him in street clothes uh, when they were doing. Yeah, because I, I think some, I think he might be injured, but that's why Reddish got those minutes. But otherwise, Reddish would not be playing. That's yeah. a shame. And I, he that's should what, be. And that's what I don't understand. <laughs> like, why don't you want to play Cam Reddish? What do you have against him? What do you have against that boy? It has to still. It has to be having Evan Fournier on the team still with that big contract. You know, it, it, how bad of a look is it if you don't play a guy like that that you you pay money? You you know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. love to see him. Not play as much, Evan mm. Fournier. Uh, I mean, he didn't have the worst games to to start off the season. Just paid him way too much. Yeah, exactly. I, I I just my I'm been blabbering on about the, the Knicks. I haven't really made any points. My point. Oh, no, oh, go ahead. No, okay. no, no. My my point from Wednesday night though is that uh, I mean it's still overly a positive one because you you found yourself down in the fourth quarter. You know, to to Memphis. You came mm-hmm. back. You hit that big shot at the end with Cam Reddish, and then you fall in overtime to a team that should have championship aspirations oh, yeah. Yeah. while your best player, R.J. Barrett, was off all night. But we kind of expect that. It's sad to say that as a Knicks fan, but we kind of expect that from R.J. in a sense because we know R.J. is not that consistent. We see him develop every single year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like we kind of expect those gains from see, R.J. But I, I'm expecting him to be way more consistent this year because I felt like we were getting a more consistent R.J. at the end of last year. Yeah, towards the end of the season, which he always end up doing, picking up towards the end. of Except for that one game last year when he played, um, they played the Lakers in L.A. Mm-hmm. Bro. That was a RJ. I was like, I was getting chills. I'm like, yo, this is a superstar we're watching right now. I just, I wish he could flip that switch like every night. I, I don't know what it takes sometimes. I almost feel like he's trying to get comfortable and seeing how, you know, players are defending him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wish that, that that switch was quicker. I will say this could just be fate, but, you know, whenever in any sport, whenever somebody signs a big contract, their first showing usually isn't held up to fan standards. So, Oh, from um, there's not much lower you can go from here. Eleven points, thirty-eight minutes, thirty-eight minutes, and eleven points really isn't going to cut it. But yeah, I mean, oh, just to hop in all. one more time. Sorry to cut you off, Sherman, no, but good. seeing Jalen Brunson at the point, even though he isn't who we thought we were going to get, big name wise, having an actual point guard is something the Knicks haven't had mm-hmm. since Amari Stoudemire's first half season that he was here. The first oh. half, and it was Raymond Felton. Yes, bro. I don't <laughs> think Raymond you understand. Wow, bro! Like 
that like it actually is so refreshing to see your guard go score. I don't think you understand that because you like yeah, yes, I understand I, as a Sixers fan you went through a big tank. We just needed to fill one position, and we needed to do that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing in like football. Like they keep like trying to plug and play quarterback, like the Colts, for example. Like they keep trying to plug and play all these quarterbacks since uh, Andrew Luck Pat. I mean, went uh, retired. Okay. We have no point guard. You want to tell? You want to know the point guards that we've been through for the last couple of years? Name someone. Raymond Felton, Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon. Remember that him? Yeah, remember remember Jose Calderon, right? He's Pablo Prigioni. Pablo Prigioni. Who? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pablo Prigioni. You don't even know about him. <laughs> the thirty-five-year-old rookie. Yo. 35-year-old, I could not believe it. I thought we were doing something special. That's a shame. Jeremy Lin for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lin Sanity. He had his week. Um, yeah, but but see, the thing with Bronson, though, is he's just more He's more than just a scorer. He he gets involved in the offense as a facilitator and a guy who just gets the offense going. Like, you see he the can, way he set up Cam Reddish at the end of the game for yeah. that game-winning shot? I mean, not game-winning shot, the game-tying shot. Sure, when was the last time you saw Nick do that? Very long time. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I saw one... Uh, RJ, he had a he had a buzzer beater, but okay. before, even prior to then, yeah. when you're right, yeah. we haven't seen it in a long time. So I mean that 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 is the most refreshing thing about the start. I'd have to say. Moving on to our next topic, um, another ten o'clock game that happened: uh, the Suns and the Mavs. Damian Lee, um, you know, before the fourth quarter, he really wasn't doing too much, but fourth quarter played a lot of minutes, had eleven points in that fourth quarter. Also ended up hitting the game winner for the Suns. I think there was under. Eight seconds on that one, and the Sun, uh, the Mavs had no timeouts, so Luca took it right out of bounds, brought the ball up, shot up a deep three. Not gonna lie, from when he put it up, I was like, "Oh, he might have it," but it was a little bit short, hit off the front of the rim. Um, but the Suns, um, Luca dropped thirty-five. By the way, Devin Booker twenty-eight. But the we'll start with the Mavs here, but then we'll transition to the Suns. The Mavs, um, Luca's going into this year number one uh, in MVP odds. He puts crazy. Up, yeah, puts up thirty-five points in the first one, but he's Getting help. Christian Wood, even though he came off the bench, Christian Wood. I hope that man can stay healthy. But 25 points for him. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Just your thoughts on the Mavs so far on the season and where you want them to see uh, later down the road. You know, I have to start with Christian Wood because a couple of those threes he was hitting, like off the dribble, I did not know he was capable of that. And, like, before him with the Rockets, I really wasn't a huge fan because I I felt like there was some stuff coming out where it was like he didn't really want to play so much because I mean the Rockets were tanking and and he does have a little bit of an injury history so it's like why would I put myself out there for a tanking team if I'm just gonna end up getting hurt but I mean he's he's gonna be the x factor factor for the Mavericks this season and honestly if 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 uh what was this on Wednesday night uh yeah if if, if this is how he plays all season like he's gonna be a all you know all NBA guy because he he has this special skill set that I, I don't know how you guard yeah, he's kind of like a kind of reminds me of Kevin Love a little, a little bit back in his Timberwolves days. Super just, taller just Kevin a, yeah, Love, like Super a KD Kevin without Love, the handle. That's that's what he kind of reminds. You know, it's crazy. Of. I was saying his height reminds me of like a Hassan Whiteside, mm. but with so much skill. Where mm. is Hassan right now? Hassan Whiteside might be on the Kings still. Dang, I never even knew he was there. Yeah, nah, he he <laughs> might be on the Kings right now. I'm not even gonna lie, but um. Jazz, he's on the Jazz. He's on the Jazz. Oh, oh I yeah, remember that. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. He was Gobert sent, uh, back oh, yeah. last year. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But um, honestly, like the the Mavericks, man, they were supposed to win that game. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. the Suns were that was not their game to win. Damian Lee, that's champ. That shows you what championship pedigree does to a player right there. But as with the Mavs right now, they're they're looking way better than what people thought they were on paper. I think uh, they had a. 22 point lead at some 20 or 22 points at some point and that ended up going down the drain but, but do you see them like doing what they did to the suns to like the rest of the teams in the western conference uh what they did to the suns last last, last night year? oh last night um to the rest of the teams because um, like you know we see it like do you see a different luca from this year to last like last season honestly i really I, haven't seen a different luca in like the past two years he's kind so of you, been the same but he's still great but so there's like, nothing like you don't see no improvement only, I or will development. Say the, the only improvement I see is his three-point shot is better. Um, yes. Two years ago, it was not as good as it was now. But I don't see too much development, but I also don't need to because he was already, when he has the ball in his hands, he was already so good when he does have the ball in his hands. Now, otherwise, 
defense. Um, it's only been one game. I haven't seen any improvement on that yet. That is a liability. Uh, they were trying to go for that late in the fourth quarter, which they were um, – one of my – they were successfully being able to get him out uh, defensively. Mm-hmm. But otherwise than that, I haven't seen – I don't know if you guys agree with me. There's uh, – like the way I've seen some others um, improve, he hasn't improved too much, but he was also already so good. I mean, who else was in his draft class? Let's let's trade, trade. Um, but look at but you're always gonna link trade to do to Luca. Yeah, because like you're like, always gonna link trade to Luca. No, they got sw- they got traded for each other. And then okay, they were yeah. they were four and five or five and six. But either way, one that one. Um, look at that. Up right now. Marvin Bagley. Woo! Marvin Bagley went number one. I remember that because the Kings had the number one pick. No, oh, it was they were two. Bagley was two. This Whoa, was the so um, went, eight so draft. DeAndre oh, Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Ooh. that's actually not not a bad pick. Yeah. That's not a bad pick. But oh, that's let's 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 revert back real quick. The Suns, how you guys feeling about the Suns? It, even the, besides last night's, I mean the the other night's matchup. How do you feel about them as a team overall? Um, should be at least a second round uh, contender in the Western Conference. Um, they should get to the second round. Whoever they end up playing the first round, as long as it's not like the Clippers. I'd even say the Mavs after what they. Did to them last year, but we won't speak on that. The, the great collapse of the Suns, that's what I call that game seven. Um, but for them, I think they should get to uh, the second round. After that, can't say what's really up with them. But for the most part, in that first game, uh, Bridges, for the most part, defense, he played well. Uh, Devin Booker, 41 minutes for him, 28 points. Maybe might have to get a little bit out of him because Chris Paul only had six, but he had his usual nine assists. And he didn't really play in clutch minutes. Yeah. Uh, Cam Johnson got the start. At power forward, um, wasn't expecting that. Uh, you know, he's been a bench player for so long. But since they moved on from uh, Jay Crowder, where is Jay now? I don't even remember. I think he, he requested a trade, didn't he? Yeah, but he's still he's still on the roster technically. Um. Yeah. Okay. So because I playing. think I don't think he, the team waived him, released him, any of that. So he's just yeah, he's still on the roster, but I, I, I don't really. Just not playing, I guess. Yeah, he's right. just not playing. But uh, would any quick before we move on to our next topic, do you guys see Jay Crowder contributing to a championship team right now? I mean, he's been on like quite a few. Yeah, no, he he's like like I mentioned PJ Tucker before. He he's one of those guys that you really don't appreciate until the playoffs. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a contender more towards the deadline, though. I, I don't. The Suns feel no need to ship him right now. Like, let's be honest, he's on a mm-hmm. contract where he's making ten million dollars this year. No, no team is really going to offer too much for him right now. He's uh, to me, he's going to be a guy at the deadline that you look to, like a 76ers, You know, a, a team looking to you know bolster some uh, bench depth. So, I guess the uh, question answer to that question would be, yeah, probably, probably. Okay, I could see him. Um, that's what he does. He's kind of like Pat Bev when it comes to the playoffs. What? When Wait a minute. When, <laughs> when it comes when it comes to the playoffs, playing don't count. He's he's a vital piece. When it comes to the playoffs, wherever whatever team he's been on, started with the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. That's the first time I ever knew who Jake Crowder was. When, really, just compared his man to Pat Bev. When it comes to the play, like Pat Bev makes the playoffs. Jay Crowder, whatever roster he's on, makes the playoffs. That's how. That's how I'm comparing. First of them all, that first way. of all, that not, notion not about play. Pat Bev. I only came that. out because that man played for the Timberwolves and they ain't make it last year. They make it. Now he a playoff guru. Come on, man. Come on, man. I like him too much. To Come on, but hey, he's a great player. Great. Don't get it wrong. Like, don't get it. I love the dog mentality he brings, but he ain't no playoff guru. Okay. If he does hey, that this year, numbers don't lie. Numbers. If, if, do- the, if the Lakers make the playoffs, Pat Bev's on the roster. Uh, hopefully, he'll be on the roster by the end. Yeah, of the he's, season, yeah, he will. Because they they give him a contract, he will. The way it's looking, it seems like Pat Bev just got that juice in him. He's when you want to go to the playoffs, sign Pat Bev. Okay, I like him. <laughs> okay. Going on to their, our next topic, though, I, I, I'm t- I might have to get a Pat Bev jersey. That's how much oh, I like. Oh my goodness! Uh, moving on to our next. Uh, portion of the second segment, uh, segment, excuse me, the Utah Jazz and the Nuggets, they matched up. And um, I don't know if this is a fluke or not, but the Jazz won 123 to 102. I didn't um, even get a chance to watch that game, but I seen this one clip I saw on the Instagram go viral about how Colin Sexton went into his oh inner gosh. young bull yes. and started like, <laughs> did you see it with his feet back? <laughs> yeah, and then just went at Jokic and just like, and Jokic. He couldn't block it. There's, yeah, there's nothing he could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that was crazy. I was like, okay, I love that, but isn't Utah's plan to 
tank. I mean, what do you think about Utah right now, Connor? You know, uh, they're by the season's end, they should be one of the worst teams in the in the NBA. But to me, I, I don't think you rebuild in the NBA purely through the draft because usually you only get you know there's only so many picks in a draft and there's only two rounds. It's not like the NFL where you, where you can really rebuild through the draft because in the NBA you you have to hit on on your two picks. So to me, the the Jazz are going to win some games here and there because they, they do still have some young talent on the roster. Colin Sexton is a guy you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Marketing can get you a bucket here and there. Jared Vanderbilt, you know, was a top pick a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's in, in the draft, some promise. I mean, I yeah. give him a chance this yeah, year. He's still got time. Yeah, but to me, they're going to be moving on from guys like Michael Conley. Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, man. Jordan Clarkson. I'm yeah. surprised he's still there. He's going to go into the buyout soon, man. Yeah, what, yeah I, I think that's the reason why he's still there is because of his contract. So in order to move him in a trade, he, the Jazz are going to have to take on most of his salary. Mm-hmm. Um, same with like a guy like Rudy Gay coming off the bench. To me, he's going to be an asset towards the uh, trade deadline. So, yeah, I, I would say this is more of a fluke, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know he, a night here, a night there, that Colin Sexton really puts on – a uh, performance that gives the Jazz just enough to win. Yeah, their bench uh, put up a ridiculous number. 68 points for their bench combined. Uh, Rudy Gay had 16. Um, Beasley, 15. Kessler, 12. And then Sexton had 12. Horton Tucker, he got a few minutes. Uh, remember the days Horton Tucker was mm. untouchable? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> untouchable. Like, remember he, those he, days? Like, he was like a key gem. And now, now he's getting 14 minutes off the Utah Jazz bench. Three I, points for him. Lakers picked him over Caruso. Yo. That's a crime. I get it. The potential was there, but you come on. You got Caruso, the Caruso. Yeah. Why would you get rid of that? I don't know. And also another point about the Nuggets, I kind of forgot about one of my favorite players in the NBA, Jamal Murray's back. So, oh, I, yeah. oh yes, yes. I have some time. I feel like it's going to take him, him a little while to like get get warmed up. So we might see the Nuggets kind of you know not struggle early on in the season, but maybe they'll play around with five hundred for a little bit. But once mm-hmm. he starts getting going, that's where the Nuggets really get dangerous because. Jokic hasn't had, you know, that that number two since Murray went back, went out with injury with, I don't know how long ago it was at this point. At it feels like four years. At least two years. Yeah, about the, yeah since the bubble. Wow. Yeah. Since yeah. the bubble? Mm-hmm. That's when he got injured in the bubble? No, right? No, it was no like I remember season. he was going off in the bubble. Yeah. He was going off in the bubble. I think it was like that same season when they had that quick turnaround. Probably like. It might have been in the off season. I think, I think it was an off season injury. Off season it might have been. Yeah, I remember he's. That would make sense game. too, because it was probably closer to the start nah, of the bro. season. It had to be in game. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was in game. Because I was remember it? him and Donovan. Did they oh. win that Jazz? Did the Nuggets win that Jazz uh, playoff game? Uh, playoff series in the bubble? Did they? The Nuggets the moved on. I, 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 no, I, I, the, the Nuggets beat the Jazz. They okay, beat the, okay. and they beat the because that's when they had those major comebacks. Remember they were down three yeah. one, and yeah. they came oh, back. The Clippers, yeah. and then they did the same thing. So to the it must have been in the bubble yeah. when he tore whatever he tore. Nah, bro, I'm telling you. When did Jamal Murray get hurt? I mean that that Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray game. We'll never get that again. That that is one of my favorite games of all time. April 6, thousand twenty one, is when he went down with a knee injury. Whoa, really? Yeah, that feels. It was that late. That feels so soon. April like, six, two thousand twenty one. No, well, right, that, yeah, it yeah. sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying, but it's just like I mean, you're telling me it. Yeah. So. You know what? That was the same year. Remember, because I think that's the year the playoffs went into like almost like late. Like late oh, late June and July, yeah, yeah. July, yeah, they, okay, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the year the Bucks won. Okay, yeah, that was the year the Bucks won. Yeah, yeah. twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yep. As far as the Nuggets roster goes, for the most part, they're healthy now. Michael Porter Jr. He's been man. He's had back issues since whew, I was like sophomore in high school since he was having back issues, but now he seems healthy. Fifteen points for him. Jokic, see if he has another MVP season after he. You can say he carried the Nuggets last year. Twenty seven points for him, and then Aaron Gordon. The the Mr. Dunker, he put on a show. He had a few nice flashy dunks as well. Twenty two points for him. Really? Not fond of Eric Gordon. Is it his play or like his just, build and how he plays? It seems like you know, like his overall game, I just don't feel like it's just See, I agree with what you're saying. Con- it's not contrib it contributes to the like, you know, scoring and Whatever he brings defensively, I feel like he's better <laughs> like defensively, honestly, than offensively because it's like he's like a cone out there. Like, what do you really want to do? What do you want Aaron Gordon to do besides run the jump? I mean, to me though, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think on this team though, he really works because you have, oh yeah for sure you have Porter, Jokic, Murray, 
Caldwell Pope is in that starting lineup. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, KCP, you're, you're going to go to Caldwell Pope. KCP, man. Before Aaron Gordon to really get you a bucket more than likely, yeah. other yeah. than in transition. So, yeah, I, I kind of like uh, Aaron Gordon in that role where he can just kind of be a slasher defender who, who scores on the break. Honestly, uh, they lost a big piece in Monte Morris. I really don't see them making it out the West this year. I'm just really? saying that. Like, That's, not even a play-in? No, they make the no. They'll make the playoffs. Oh, just ma- they're just oh, not making oh, it out the West. Oh, like they're oh, well, just yeah, like yeah, it's. Yeah. They just they're in the Minnesota Vikings of like of oh, basketball. Like I mean, they get you hype a, every year. That was a great they lead you comparison. and then they just <laughs> disappoint you. It's like the hype train is there every year. Then it's just. Well, I mean, it really it really depends on because you're right. Morris was a huge part for them. If Bones Highland can kind of fill that. Oh, role. but Bones is Bones He's, is great. Busy that's, Bones. Busy that's what Bones. I mean. So if he can fill into that role. I don't see why the Nuggets can't be one of the top candidates in the West. They could be top, but they're never going to. I'll let you know that right now. They're not winning this year. They're not winning next year. Somebody's going to get traded. They're probably going to have to get rid of Porter at some point. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man. There's, the, the Nuggets are good, but they're going to. It's just a repeat cycle of how that team works, man. Yeah, as we wrap up this segment, last thing for me on Porter. I hope he learns how to use his body a bit more instead of catching and shooting from beyond the arc. Yeah. He did way too much of that. The way that man is built, he yeah, he's a good shooter, but he doesn't need to be doing all that. He needs to find other ways to contribute. Yeah, the three ball is nice, but when you're going two for eight, two for ten from beyond the arc, uh, as he did a few years ago, multiple games like that, hopefully he just learns um, how to move on uh, and use his body a little bit more. But with that, we're going to take a break here. Uh, move on to our third segment in just a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our N1 podcast. Again, I'm your host, Shomer Ben Yisrael. You're Aiden Butler and our guest, Connor Brown. Um, going into our last segment, we're going to talk about these upcoming matchups. We have we got Boston versus Miami, Detroit and New York, and Utah and Minnesota. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you, Connor. Like, is there any of these three that, like, that happen to catch your eye that you're like, you know, I know you're Knicks fans. You probably, I know you're definitely going to check out that New York and Detroit game, but is there any of those, uh, any of those three that really just stand out to you? Yeah, no, I, I almost went with the Knicks, but to me, the one that stands out the most has to be the Celtics heat because you're one shot, one made shot, I should say from Jimmy Butler sending the heat to the finals instead of the Boston Celtics. So this is something that I'm, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to because I also feel like there's always been a bit of bit of a rivalry be- be- between the two teams kind of dating back to the LeBron big three days yeah. and, you know, to now. And to me, Jimmy Butler is a guy who doesn't let go of grunges. You know, that that's kind of how he got into the NBA because people told him he wasn't good enough. All this stuff that made him just drive that extra mile to get better each and every year. Mm-hmm. So to me, Jimmy Butler probably took that series ending shot that didn't go in personally and he's going to be seeking some vengeance. I'll tell you that. He probably would never take that shot again. <laughs> like, I don't hate that more, shot. I didn't like it either, but it was like... No, no, I, I like that shot. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. Oh, no. All right, no. All right. If you oh, know Jimmy as a player, you know that's not a good shot, man. No, I, I, you're absolutely right. You know that that, that, that is shot. not something that he should be doing mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. But if you, if you go and look back at how injured that Heat team was and how many minutes Butler had played... They had no shot, no team. Oh yeah, he was. So it to me, it was a really good shot by Jimmy because it was we're gonna lose in overtime if we go into it. We are gonna win or lose it right here on this shot, and he he just missed. So I don't hate the shot at all, really. You know, looking back, just just because of the context surrounding what was going on with the Heat, how injured yes. they were, Butler Butler himself was like limping on one one leg at that point yeah. too. So yeah. I don't I don't hate that shot for him. And I, I think that probably motivated him a lot this offseason. Hey, Amen. Well, I, I, honestly, you can't go wrong with that. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Aiden, what about you, man? I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this Utah-Minnesota matchup um, storyline, of course. Oh, the narrative that it's bringing? Rudy is going to play Utah again. Oh, it's in Minnesota. But, but is it really that big of a story? It's not like Rudy feel, was looking to get moved. I feel like it should be a little bit bigger than it. I feel like, it, I feel like everybody's just glancing over it, but I like matchups like this when a player gets traded and then they play them very early on in the season. Um, plus, for me, kind of, the Timberwolves matchup lineup with Cat and Gobert is still a little bit of an experiment. 
both teams are one and zero right now. But I'm still like Cat the other day. As uh, I'll pull up his stats real quick. Cat they played the uh, Thunder um, in Minnesota, but I already know the numbers are gonna be high for this one. Well, Cat didn't do too much. Rudy Gobert had a pretty good game, but Cat didn't do too much when it came to everything else. Uh, Gobert. 23 points for him, 16 boards, and then Cat, on the other hand, 12 points, 6 rebounds. Oh, 7 assists. Well, I'll give him that. He's I mean, yeah, because he's like, rock. he's more on the perimeter now, so like he's playing the same position he played when he was back in Kentucky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's got to get, I mean, yeah, he's been doing it, like, you know, playing like the uh, the stretch center, but now you're going to solely just be playing power forward. So now it's like, yeah, you can come out there occasionally, you can stay out there, but now you really got to just... Don't even try to come down there because now you're going to crowd Rudy. So it's like you can go down to the to the paint, but it's only so far he can go before it's like, yeah, yeah now you're causing problems. I think they're going to have to mix him in, though, at the five a little bit this season to get him comfortable because you already know come playoff time, Rudy Gobert is going to be a liability in certain situations like in we saw in Utah. Where Offensively? He, no, 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 no. Defensively. Okay. Really? I mean, yeah. Yeah, if they get that switch on to a point guard, Oh yeah, Gobert's gonna... toast at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... So there, there's gonna be certain lineups come playoff time where Cat's gonna need to step into that five. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I am as curious as Aiden, like how this experiment kind of works out because it, it's it's it, it's really interesting if if you look at it, you know. Right. I I can't remember the last. I mean, what when this, Al Horford was on the Sixers, you had Al Horford at the power forward and and beat that. Gladly, that never worked out. Um, Al Horford got shipped out of there, but I can't remember a time before that where there was really two guys of this type of size who were on the court starting at the same time like this. You got to go back to like the Spurs when they had Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson. Mm. Not really. Go back to last season. Who? The Cavs. Uh, I don't really count Come on, that. You got J- only, only because he Actually, Jared no, Allen no, does no. not. Did he don't. What did Jerry Allen do on offense? No. I, what did no. he do on offense? That's a good point, though. Um, you got Evan Mobley. Yeah, he was a yeah. rookie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he he loved I probably that only perimeter. don't count that count that because he was a rookie and it was uh, his first. Okay, okay. So if we're gonna talk about traditionally, no, you, you, yeah, you're, you're right. right. If we're talking about traditionally, like before Cleveland, okay, great. It hasn't happened in a very long time. But well, no, you're right. In a very long time. But hey, Cleveland making it happen. So I don't see why Minnesota can't do the same either. If I had to pick one game off of this, uh, sorry guys, I know I just I just gotta pick the Knicks, man. I and then I, not I, even I just like Jaden Ivy. I not, like him. yeah, that's that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. I'm like Jaden Ivy, man. Like I was high on him when I seen him. Like and it's crazy. It was like the year before his draft. I was watching Purdue play. I think him mm-hmm. with Mark Williams and and maybe no Mark Williams. Maybe, I think it was somebody that he played on the um at Purdue with uh, the tall guy. Um, uh, he is a. I forget his name, but he's like seven two Asian. Um, I can't remember. He's still on the roster there. Mm. He didn't. Nah, nah, nah. He he got drafted, but I'm trying to remember. Uh, Carson Edwards is from Purdue. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Carson. I Edwards. love Carson. Edwards. Yeah, Carson Edwards. Oh, he's not even in the league right now. I mean, he, exactly. He's, he's in, in the G, G league, league, but like he's oh, man. He just was, put him. Let's play. Let's put him in the Cole Anthony system, and he'll be fine, man. Just put him in the Cole Anthony system. You know what I'm saying? See Cole Anthony thriving in, in Orlando, so like, that's that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm looking forward to that matchup with Detroit and in New York because. I'm just so many young talent. Is that in New York? It's yeah, it's in the I believe yeah, New York. That might be our home opener. Hopefully it's a dub. Should be a dub, at least on paper. Sadiq Bay like him too. Nice oh yeah, Sadiq Bay, oof. Um Mark oof. Bagley would be on yes, the starting this is roster, but he went down. Opener. They have six guys under twenty three on the roster that have like Pistons? Yeah, the Pistons. I have an insane talent level. I mean Marvin Bagley, I think we're starting to realize he's maybe not the player that was yeah, it, projected, that was drafted number two overall. But who knows? Maybe we'll get something out of him this season. Cade Cunningham. Oh, yeah. Great. Jaden Ivey. Great. Isaiah Stewart's pretty good. Decent. Yeah. Sadiq Bay has his Great. moments. Great. Killian Hayes. I mean. That's my guy, bro. But I hate, like, how they're trying to, like, he's so turnover, like, prone, bro. But he's such a good player because he sees the court in such a different way. But he's just so turnover heavy, and it and it kind of it hurts me because it's like I know they're gonna get rid of him at some point. They're gonna trade him or try to release him or put him in, even to the G League. Mm-hmm. Killing Hayes, that's my guy though. They got their vet too in uh, Bogdanovich. I don't even know if that's how you properly say it. Yep, it's probably Bogdanovich, some side, right? right? 
there's probably some silent letters in there with the European yeah, last names. Rogan Bogdanovich. And then Bogdan. Uh, is that even Bogdan, Bogdan is the one in ATL. In ATL and then Bog, 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 Bogdan. Bogdan. Oh, <laughs> I just go by their last names. I go by ATL and the one that used to be on the Jazz. That's how I differentiate them. <laughs> well, I would say uh, Bogdan. Uh, hopefully I said that right. The one that's playing for the, the Pistons. He... He's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, you see where he played before. He played for Indiana. He played for uh, Washington. He played for Brooklyn. They need that, too. Cause it's just crazy, too, how Detroit turned over the roster so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Like, can we t- like three years ago, this is one of the worst rosters in sports. Probably you know, it was the worst. You had a <laughs> loaded Blake Griffin contract on, you know, on the roster. Man. You're paying Andre Drummond way too much. The fact that they've rebounded this quickly, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, would it, would it, would it really say it's that quick? Because it's like after when did Andre? I mean, they also have Kevin Knox on the team, so it's like, bro, yeah, I no oh, no slander to Kevin it. Knox, but bro, develop, <laughs> develop. You were on the Knicks roster for so long and didn't do yeah. How long? How long's Knox been in the league now, bro? Since like 2017. We picked him in 2017 or 2018, bro, because I think we were supposed to get Colin Sexton that year. I wanted Colin Sexton. Was he the one with the, Sexton. the Fortnite suit? I was about to say. It was so <laughs> long ago. That, that's when Fortnite was like it. Bro, I don't care about no Fortnite. That yeah, might have that, to be bro, like the like, picture of this episode. Oh. Just the, the, the Fortnite. <laughs> with the Fortnite. <laughs> bro, because, oh, my gosh. Knox, I shout out to you, my boy, in Detroit. I hope you develop and do good. But, man, could have done something for the Knicks. With that, uh, we'll move into the last part of our show here. We'll each give our top five teams in each conference in the order we think they'll finish. So our one, two, three, four, and five seeds in each conference. Uh, Shomer, I'm going to start with you. You can start with the Eastern Conference, your five teams, and where they finish at in the Eastern, and then you can go on to the West. Man, it's early, man. It is early, but I, is. I can give you my consensus right now. Um, in order? Um. Or do four I, or five doesn't have to be in order, but I would like three, two, and one to be in order. Three, get, two, so we can get some stasis here. All right, so we're gonna, man. Okay, all right, so we're gonna have Milwaukee. I put them at number one. Not even gonna lie, That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, as much as it pays me to like really just put them up there, I put the Seventy Sixers at two. I'm not even gonna lie. I put them over the. I put them over Boston because Boston is like Boston is my three because you can't count up a championship team. Oh, almost a championship contending team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That made it to the finals last year. I can't leave them out. But I will definitely put them below the Sixers because the Sixers' potential is like, yeah, yeah. Um, if man, only if they were healthy, I would. I would have put Chicago, but um, they, they ended third in last year, right? I think something like that. Third or fourth. Yeah, third or fourth. Great regular season team. Brooklyn, they still got something to prove. They do. I love their team. Their team is always looks good on paper. Prove it now. You know what I'm saying? Just prove it. That's all I'm going to say about Brooklyn. And then uh, number five. Man. I'll give it to Cleveland. Wow. I'll give it to Cleveland. Cleveland, they just, they just giving that vibe of like, yeah, we're going to do good. I know I'm missing some team right now that you probably because you guys nah, are just gonna like slander me for, but I just know it's just like that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, the only other team I was thinking was maybe the Heat. Yeah, yeah you got the Heat there, yeah, but see, they're no. Uh, no. I'll be honest, but <laughs> just straight up, no, no. I'm tired of their their front running business. They had a nice little run in the bubble. Good job. You're front running now. You're Sorry front for running it up. So wait, you want me to go to my yeah, West now? Your West now. Okay, yeah. so let me see if I can try to run this through might this. Might be a little bit easier. Uh, yeah, Golden State. Come on now. Yeah. Golden State. Um, Clippers. Solid one and two. There's a different ways you can go with this next one here. There's a lot of ways. Yeah, nah, this go. one's kind of a little... Uh, man, I was just talking bad about them, but I think uh, I'll still put them up there because, you know, they're not going to achieve much, but, you know, the Nuggets. I'll put the Nuggets they're up there. They're always somewhere in that area. Yeah, they just... the We're the mid-tier of trying <laughs> to be good. Like, just won't get over some. It's right there. Just get over the hump. But I don't know where their hump is. But they haven't gotten over it yet. Ugh. The Grizzlies. No, I almost yeah, about yeah. That. Everybody forget about the Grizzlies. Everyone. The thing is, yeah, I just can't count out Ja. Thirty-four points from another night. I yeah. just like it's like every time you watch him, it's just great. 
I can't count out Ja. And then lastly, I'm not putting Phoenix in there. I'm putting Dallas. I'm not putting I'm not big on Phoenix, bro. They have no chemistry no more. That chemistry they had last is dead. It's dead. It's not coming back. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say that, but I just don't see them. They make the playoffs. First round exit, though. First round exit. I see. I just, that's what I see happening. All right. I'll go here. Uh, I'll start with my Eastern Conference. Uh, Number one, don't really feel comfortable saying this, but I have the Celtics uh, Mm. in that number one spot again, finishing Mm. the season. Hopefully. Division um, rival. Yeah. As as long as they can play well, even though I don't know the name of their head coach right now, but. as long as he kind of just fills in the void there, they should be as good as they were last year. Number two, the Bucks. Um, once again, ever since their championship run, they haven't shown any decline for the most part. Having the Bucks at two is crazy, by the way. Right. But wow, I'm just saying. What three? Um, this one's a, this one was a little tricky. Not gonna lie. Three. I'm going to throw the Heat in there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm going to put the Heat in at three. And then I'll go with the Sixers at four. Um, still some faith there. And then five. Wow, how you put with your Sixers at four? I got the Bulls at five. What? Regular season team. Bro. Regular season team. Over the Cavs? Yes. Regular, oh, my goodness. Regular season They have team. no defense. I, actually, I'm not going to lie. It depends when Zach Levine comes back. Depends on when. And that's my favorite player, right by now. the way. Zach Levine is my favorite player. But, bro, I'm being realistic with Chicago. You saw their peak was I last was year. being realistic last year, too. They were still a top three team in they the East. Top, they, what they fell down to? Six. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And who did they get moshed by? The, the Bucks. The Bucks. <laughs> they get, oh, my goodness. Actually, I, yeah, I don't think they beat a team in the season. I don't think they beat a team with, or there was one of those stats, like, you know. They, they didn't beat no East. contenders. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't beat, beat any contenders. Playoff team like that. That's a shame, actually, really. But then going on to my West, of course, uh, the Warriors are in that one spot. They're just too deep. Um, Clippers two, so they're similarities there. Um, mm-hmm. For my three though, <sighs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies in my three. They were the two last year, I believe. Uh, so dropping them down to three, and then my four. I got the Pelicans. The Pelicans? I got the Pelicans. Okay, I ain't, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I, like I, I ain't mad at you. The Pelicans, nice. Yeah, I Zion. Four. Hey, bi, do something out there, man. I hope they uh, McCullum as long as he holds him down this year and straight. that boy CJ. Yeah, uh, uh, the grit, not the Grizzlies, the Pelicans at four, and then five. Um, be careful. It, there's so many teams I can go with here. Be careful. And each one has is, can be like equal. Now I'm I'm not gonna uh, be on the uh, Pat Bev bandwagon on this one. So oh, no, don't five, um, I'll give say. to the Mavs, but I almost gave it to the Nuggets though, only because of their recent history and top seeds in the West. That wraps it up for me. You got me scared. I thought you was going to say Lakers. No, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You asked me two weeks ago, I might have said that. Oh. But, no. Crazy. All right. <laughs> Starting off with the Bucks at one. Okay. See, somebody has common sense. If um, <laughs> I I, I kind of hate saying this because, like, every, everyone can make this excuse about injuries. But, to me, if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, the Bucks Repeat. Repeat. And they, they roll through Boston. So, I'm going with the Bucks. Oh, but then I have Boston. Oh, oh, we can't just let that go right there. What you think? Repeat? They beat the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I don't. Well, I don't agree. But all right. You all don't right. think? Whoa. Uh, I mean, they right. went to six with the Celtics. I'm not trying to cut you all, Con, but they went to yeah. six no, with no, the Celtics, ahead. man. Come on, man. After, after, after Connor gives his uh, his top five, we can close it out with that discussion yes, there. Yes. That all right. Yes, go all right. Ahead, so man. I got Bucks. I got um, the Celtics at two. Uh, they have their two superstars are, you know, at a position that is the most important in basketball, you know, that wing position. So I got to go with Celtics at two. Three, um, this is, you know, I, I was sitting here thinking what took you guys so long. I'm like, just say it. But now I'm on the spot, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, <you're> feeling <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, feeling the pressure. <laughs> I'd have to go with, my, oh, what am I thinking about? Three, I had Philly. Okay. Um, I, I think you're over-exaggerating a bit much, putting them at four under the heat. I just think it's a little early in the season to really come to any conclusions on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. At four, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I love Evan Mobley. Love Donovan Mitchell. They have a really good roster, and I, I think they're really going to you know step it up from last year. And at five, I mean, you, you got to put Brooklyn in there. 
at, at Ooh, some point. I forgot about the dead. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels a little little dirty because it's it's it could really backfire in a sense that we could have been really right or really wrong about them. It, it just depends if they actually play and you know and, and they gel. All right, so moving over to the West, by default, just have to pick the Warriors. I mean, they have a healthy Clay Thompson back, first full year back. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman, we're finally going to see what he can do. Uh, number two, Clippers. I mean, their their depth is crazy. Kawhi, Paul George, John Wall, Reggie Jackson. Just Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Oh, yeah. Remember that dunk you caught on Gobert? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Amazing. Solid. Number three, I have the Phoenix Suns. Three? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... Right. Oh my gosh, Connor! I'm gonna just let you go. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, come on, man. Number four, Denver Nuggets, and then five. I'm, I'm gonna go with the T Wolves because if the T Wolves can figure uh, it out wow. with that, if the T Wolves can figure out that duo Woo! to go along with Anthony Edwards, who in the next three years will be a top five player in the NBA, the T Wolves could be a problem. Wow. That took me off guard. No, that one, yeah, that one, that really that. threw me off guard right there. I like that. I like that pick, but you for real? Are you serious? No, I, I know what you said about the Suns and no chemistry. Shomar, I just have a question for you. Did, did did you realize that they were down 20 at one point against the team last year that knocked them out of the playoffs? Yes. Okay. What is what is that proving? <laughs> what is that, that? What is that proving at that that's, point? That's proving to me that they got the dog in them. Well, not not yeah. Well, they, they thought about that all off season. Oh yeah, right? definitely. And then they found themselves before halftime looking up the scoreboard like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. They put their heads down, figured out a way to win. Right. You know, with Chris- a new addition to their team, by the way. Just saying. With somebody that has championship pedigree that came from a different team to help them get that win. Let's let's remember that, too. But, uh, Damian Lee. Damian. Oh, come on, he technically does. That's championship he pedigree. He has championship pedigree. They don't have no. What championship I mean, pedigree? You're they right. Got? You're, you're not wrong, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far to I would use say it as that, a leading I would example. say that solely. That is the reason why they won. I, you know, solely to me, Chris Paul is just he, he's overshadowed by. I don't even want to call it playoff struggles. It's a. It's. It's a little bit of both playoff right. struggles, and just being unlucky. Devin Booker is, is is just that guy. So I, this is a team that made the NBA Finals the year before last. All right, and it's still a lot of the same group. You could say Chris Paul has gotten older, but that means also guys like Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton have matured more. So I still like my sons. All right, that's understandable. You you reasoned well there to make us to start to agree. Thank you. Um, they I. <laughs> As we, close out, as we close out here, though, uh, last thing here. So if the Bucks are healthy last year, Connor, I'll start with you real quick. Uh, the Bucks are healthy last year. They repeat? Yeah. Wow. Um, Not even a second thought on that? No, I, I think you're right about, um, you know, kind of questioning me being so, like, absolute about it. Because I, I was looking more as from an Easter conference perspective the Celtics struggled with a Miami Heat team that was mm-hmm. also injury riddled I, I think it would have been a really good series against the Warriors but still to me if you have that trio of Drew Holiday the best player in the world Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton I mean what else do you need you, you, yeah. yeah I mean I think about it like really what else do you need at that point if Chris Middleton does not go down in that game in that series we are talking about a whole different narrative. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing. I'm saying they had a high chance of winning the whole thing. I definitely would have took the Bucks in seven. I'll tell you that right now. If they was going against the Golden State Warriors this year, Bucks in seven. And I think you're right for for calling me out a little bit, just being so sure that they would have repeat as champions. Because, I mean, that Warriors team last, last year was obviously no slouch as the NBA champion. They still went to six, though. They, exactly. They went to six. You were still getting Klay Thompson you know, back into things, not really the Clay Thompson of the past, which you weren't expecting because he had been out for two years at that point with some major injuries. Two major injuries. To me, it's just when you have the best player in the world and you have his, you know, sidekick who can score on the perimeter where Giannis can't. Right. I don't know how you beat it. All right, well, I'll close it off with this. I don't think anybody was beating that Warriors team last year. Nobody, no, no matter who came out the East, I don't think anybody... 
would have ended yeah. up beating them. Now, maybe if the Bulls were healthy, they would have took them to a little bit, but I still feel like the Warriors would have taken that one. But that just about wraps things up here for our first in one podcast of the year. Many more to come. Make sure you tune in next week as well as we'll have, uh, well, Connor may be here next week, may not be here, but we'll also uh, have uh, another guest with us as well. But for myself, uh, Shomer, and Connor, make sure you guys tune in uh, next Friday as well, 5 p.m., uh, when these will be recorded and recent, uh, dropped shortly afterwards. But make sure you tune in, and everybody else have a great night. You've been listening to And One with your hosts, Aiden Butler and Shomer Ben Yisrael. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find And One in every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcasts.